I really believe, like never ever before, that Jesus is coming. How further can we go, as Jesus said, as in the days of Noah, so shall it be that I come. How many more signs do we need? I don't need any signs. I believe it. Christ is my Lord and my Savior. I want to see people to get saved. Welcome to Somebody Loves You Radio, the Bible teaching ministry of Raul Reese in Diamond Bar, California. Today's lesson continues our study of the faith-filled life of a man named Noah. As we think about the steadfast devotion of this amazing Old Testament believer, Raul will point out some important facets of our own witness to the world. Raul recently visited the Ark Encounter in the state of Kentucky, where he saw a full-scale replica of the Ark that's described in the Bible. He'll share some thoughts on that and give us a challenge to live out our love for God without compromise. Here's Raul Reese now in Genesis chapter 6 with the message, Unrighteous Living. The Word of God not only is given to us so that we can grow and develop spiritually speaking. You have to grow spiritually. So when people come to you and they ask you a question, you can have an answer for them. A lot of times there's no answer, so it's a question mark. And when people come to me and say, well, you know about this and about that and what's happening here or happening there, I say, you know what? I'm going to wait till I get to heaven. I don't understand it. When I went to the ark, it was one of those things that I've had a lot of questions about in my own life. I've never been in the ark. I've heard or read about the ark. I've talked about the ark, but I never realized all the things that happened in the building of the ark, which is incredible. But imagine building this big boat where there's only one window, one door, and it's pretty big. As a matter of fact, when you look at the ark and you're looking from behind, when we got there, you could see way ahead, you see this huge, huge boat. And as I was standing back looking at this huge boat, 500 feet long, 75 feet wide, 45 feet wide, three stories high. So when I walked into this boat, there's a lot of people in there, and so there's a pathway. You're walking all the way to one end, you walk up the other end, and you go up to the last end. And as you're sitting up there, you're looking up to the roof. And there's there's little holes for the actual air to come into the ark which the one door, one window was to seal it up. And when I read the first time how the ark was sealed by the Lord, he shut the door. But before he shut the door, he told his wife and his three sons and three wives that as they would go into the ark, he was going to bring the animals into the actual ark. Once they got into the ark, he says he shut them in. So they're shut in. It's never rained. They've never seen rain, and they're waiting because God told them to go into the ark. Beautiful, beautiful area. Before the flood, there was just beautiful, like the Garden of Eden. And so as people are outside making fun of him, but the most important thing are those people that went into the ark, and they worked on the ark, and they built the ark. 
When you go into the ark, you see that. The same people that build the ark are the same people that drowned in the flood. God had created this ark as a rescue point to rescue people. But it shows you when the flood came that 8 to 10 billion people drowned in the flood. There's 7.5 billion people right now on the world. And when you look at the ark, the, the actual world, there was population all over the world. And when the flood came, every part of the world, every high mountain, I mean, everything flooded for 40 days and 40 nights. 40 is the number of judgment. It says, I was looking at Noah. Let me read you a couple of things that really spoke to my heart, his character. Well, his character, number one, was righteous. He was a righteous person. He could be trusted. People could talk to him. His family trusted him. And whoever he knew trusted him. It says in Genesis 6, 9, he says, and this is the genealogy of Noah. Noah was a just man, perfect in his generations. Noah walked with God. Walking with God. You and I are walking with God. We came to know Christ. There's something about walking with Christ, something about walking with God. When I came to Christ, it was not the same walk that I had in the world to the walk that I had now in Christ. Totally different. Because the Bible is very clear. You walk in the light. You're not walking in darkness any longer. But then why is it that so many people in the church, and I'm not only this church, in the church, love walking in the darkness? Not in the light. The light that leads our way. The light that will give us eternity. And here Noah says that he was a righteous man. Secondly, he was obedient. Obedience, very important. Hebrews eleven seven says, By faith Noah, being divinely warned of things not yet seen, moved with godly fear, preparing the ark for the saving of his household. God already has spoken to him. By which he condemned the world and became heir of the righteousness which is according to faith. Building that ark to faith. 120 years and the end will come. So God was graceful at this particular time in giving his grace to people in the world to repent, to change their lifestyles, to change everything they were doing. Because people will ask the question, how can God destroy 8 billion people? You mean they were the only one righteous ones? No, his wife, three sons, and three wives? Well, that's what the Bible teaches. Noah was an obedient person. He obeyed God in everything that he did. Thirdly, he was in fellowship with God. He had communion with God. You know, communion is very hard. You know, we can have communion with different people. But when you talk to people, how much time do you spend in communion with the Lord? In spending time with the Lord, communing with him, reading, praying, waiting for him to speak to me. What does he want in my life? How does he want me to do it? And when you hear the voice of God, it's an incredible thing because you know that God has spoken. And I would pray that in this church, we would learn how to listen to the Lord so that our lives can change. Noah was the type of a person. 
He had committed. He had died to himself. He took his family, prayed for his family. He and his family were called by God to go into the ark, and they were spared from the flood. There's a time coming here to the church. When I say the church, the church around the world. A church that is really truly believing in Jesus Christ. That really believes that Jesus is coming again. That there's this event coming very soon called the rapture of the church. An event that is not for everybody. The Bible says it's for those, the few, that have truly believed in Jesus Christ and are walking and living holy lives. Yes, we trip. Yes, we fall. We have all these situations, but I know who I am. I know the Holy Spirit tells me when I'm doing something I'm not supposed to be doing. I don't read the Bible just on Monday mornings. I want to grow. I want to develop spiritually so that when I speak to someone, I know what I'm sharing with them because I'm living what I'm sharing with you. And that's lacking in the church today. And yet Noah had that situation in his life where he came to that place and God began to speak to him. This is Somebody Loves You Radio with Raul Reese. Be sure to download our free app for convenient access to Bible-based resources that will strengthen your faith and guide you in God's ways. You can also visit us anytime at somebodylovesyou.com or call us at 800-634-9165. Now let's rejoin Roll with more of today's teaching, Unrighteous Living. But this morning in chapter 6, again verse 1 through 4, so that we can understand that first of all, you have in verse 1, the multiplication of people in the world, which has never happened. Millions of people. He says, now it came to pass when men or mankind, literally, began to multiply on the face of the earth. And daughters were born to them. So you can really have men. Men, you have to have male, female to have children. So here he's beginning to let you know what God's authority is and what God wants from men. The population explosion. Men and women now are mentioned. The blessing of God multiplying with children, enjoying your wife, enjoying your husband, enjoying life itself. But then something happens. When you turn the page, something changes. Something happens, and yet they've been here a long time. And he says in verse 2, that the sons of God saw the daughters of men, that they were beautiful. And they took wives for themselves of all whom they chose. Now, the sons of God are angels. Sometimes the Lord would call son of men. But here we have not only sons of God, but these angels that are living at this particular time. I don't want to get myself ahead. But these same sons of God are the ones today, they're in prison in chains of darkness. Did you know that? Listen. This is pretty incredible. He says, for God did not spare even the angels for they sinned. He threw them into hell and gloomy caves in darkness unto the judgment day they have been in chains. 
He goes on. And God did not spare the ancient world except Jonah, his family, and seven. Noah warned the world in God's righteous judgment. Then God destroyed the whole world of ungodly people with a vast flood. Later, he turned the cities of Sodom and Gomorrah into heaps of ashes and swept them off in the face of the earth. So here in verse 2, he wants you to understand that these demons are mentioned in 1 Peter chapter 3, verse 18 to 20. And then again, like I read 2 Peter chapter 2, 4 and 5, and then the book of Jude, verse 6 and 7. So when you look at the world today, are there demons? Yes, there are demons. In the days of Daniel, remember chapter 10 of Daniel? Um, Gabriel came along and says, hey, you know what? I've been kind of delaying my coming because on my way down here, we've been having hand-to-hand combat between heaven and the earth. And when they were fighting hand-to-hand combat, he says, he's going back. He says, I got to get back because you know what? We're surrounded and we're fighting. You can read it for yourself. And when this verse was given to me, verse 2, he says what? And the sons of God saw the daughters of men that they were beautiful and they took wives for themselves of all they chose. As I was looking at that, I was thinking how Satan was overthrown, if you remember. Remember in uh, the book of uh, Isaiah, in chapter 14, I wrote these scriptures down so you could have them because these are very important. In Isaiah 14, 12, he says, How are you fallen from heaven, O shining star, son of the morning, Satan? You have been thrown down to the earth. You who destroy the nations of the world. For you said to yourself, I will ascend to heaven and set my throne above the God's stars or angels. I will preside on the mountain of the God's plural for away in the north. I will climb to the highest heavens to be like the most high God. But instead, God says, you will be brought down to the place of the dead. Down to its lowest depths. Everyone there will stare at you and ask, can this be the one who shook the earth and the kingdoms of the world? Is this the one who destroyed the world and made it into a wilderness? Is this the king who demolished the world's greatest cities and has no mercy on his prisoners? And then Ezekiel 28, 11. Then this further message came to me from the Lord. Son of man, weep. For the king of Tyre, give this message from his sovereign Lord. You were in perfection of wisdom and beauty. Speaking of who? The devil, Satan. You were perfection of wisdom and beauty. You were in, in the Garden of Eden. The Garden of God. Your clothing was adorned with every precious stone. The red carmelian. Notice the cross light. The white moonstone, the barrel, the oxen, the jasper, the sapphire, the turquoise, the emerald, and all beautiful crafted for you set in the finest gold. They were given to you on the day you were created. Notice he was created. Ordained. I ordained and anointed you as a mighty angelic guardian. He says you had access to the holy mountain of God and walked among the stones of fire. You were blameless in all you did from the day you were created until the day evil was found in you. 
Your great wealth fill you with violence. You sin. So I banished you from the mountain of God. I expelled you. Almighty guardian. From the place among the sons of fire. Your heart was filled with pride because of all your beauty. You corrupted your wisdom for the sake of your splendor. I threw you into the earth and exposed you in the purest gaze of kings. You defile your sanctuaries with your many sins and your dishonest trait. So I brought fire from within you. I consume you. And I let it burn to your ashes on the ground in the sight of all who were watching. All who knew you are upheld are your fate and you have come to a terrible end and you are no more one day the devil and here again when he's speaking about these people verse 3 look what he says the warning comes and the Lord said my spirit shall not always strive with men forever comma notice again my spirit is in capital M spirit capital S The word strive here is the word to contend, to strike. So my spirit shall not always strike or convict with a man forever. For he indeed is flesh, yet his day shall be 120 years. No miscount here. 120 years. Gave men what? A chance to repent. Noah's family is the only family that repented. The grace of God was extended 120 years. Yet no one repented but Noah's wife and kids. My spirit shall not always strive with men, he says in the New Testament. Imagine today what it must be like for people that are watching churches. That say they preach the gospel of Jesus Christ and they live by the gospel of Jesus Christ when they're grieving the Holy Spirit of God because they're lying that they're living for Christ. My spirit shall not always strive with men. 120 years and the end will come. Here we are. I don't know how old you are, how long you know the Lord Jesus Christ. When I gave my life to Christ, I gave my life to Christ 100%. Not to play games with him. And the reason I did that is because I wanted to see my family to see me. My friends to see me. My enemies to see me. That I had a change of heart in life. And you have same people in your lives. People that are watching your life. And many of you know they've come to know Christ because of your life. But then on the other side, how many people have we turned away from Christ? Because the way we live, the way we speak, the things that we do. And here he's talking, he says, there were giants on the earth in those days and also afterward when the sons of God, who's that? The angels, the demons, the sons of God came into the daughters of men and they bore children to to them. Those were the mighty men who were of all men renowned. So he explains to you what's taken place and what's happened and what's going to happen in the near future. 
I really believe, like never ever before, that Jesus is coming. He's coming soon. How further can we go, as Jesus said, as in the days of Noah, so shall it be when I come. How many more signs do we need? I don't need any signs. I believe it. Christ is my Lord and my Savior. I want to see people to get saved. It hurts me when I hear somebody that came to Calvary Chapel here and they've died overdose on drugs. Or they die of some other event that were supposed to be Christians, but it doesn't seem like they were Christians. It hurts. Especially if someone in your family dies when you've been sharing the gospel with them. And we want you to know that we love you. We don't want anybody to go to hell here. We want you to believe the word of God. Don't believe me. Believe God's word. Check God's word out to make sure you're not getting deceived by anybody. That this is the word of the Lord. And Noah came to that place in his own personal life. Or he came and he knew, imagine how he must have felt when he went into the ark and it says in chapter 7, and the Lord shut the door. Waiting seven days inside of the ark. And in seven days, what happens? It doesn't rain. You start to have doubts. And then all of a sudden, you start hearing like it start to rain. And you hear these drops, never rain. And all of a sudden, bigger drops. And pretty soon, the earth begins to open and those rivers and those wells begin to come up. And the actual boat begins to go up. It starts waving and all of a sudden, it's floating. And you hear people screaming outside. Women, children, all these people, and 7.5 to 9.5 billion people drowned in the flood. And only eight people survived the flood. The rapture will be to the few. That's what the Bible teaches. Paul says that if you read his epistles. We hope that today's message has prompted you to consider what people see when they observe your life and think about the ways you can better represent the Lord in your daily decisions. You're listening to Somebody Loves You Radio with Raul Reese. We can send you a personal copy of today's message for a gift of $5 or more. Just call 800-634-9165 and ask for Raul's teaching titled, Unrighteous Living. Now, we'd also like to tell you about this entire series exploring the life of Noah. We've put together all seven lessons into an MP3 thumb drive to make it convenient for you to meditate on Noah's amazing example of fully committed faith. You'll see that just like a man who built a boat in the desert, God can use you as a living witness of His gospel when you honor Him with obedience and trust. Contact us today to order The Life of Noah on a USB drive. Visit SomebodyLovesYou.com or call 800-634-9165 and we'll send your thumb drive with all seven lessons for a gift of just $10 or more. That's 800-634-9165. If you'd like, you can order by writing us at Somebody Loves You Radio, P.O. Box 4440, Diamond Bar, California, 91765. 
When it comes to growing in Christ-likeness and in fruitfulness in following the Lord Jesus, we've put together an assortment of resources that can help. Watch Raw on his YouTube channel every Tuesday at 10 a.m. Pacific for Straight Talk a Q&A program with helpful guidance for a God-honoring life. Every one of these programs has also been archived for you to download through Spotify or iTunes. Plus, you can download our free app to your iPhone or Android for even more biblical teaching, a personal scripture reading plan, and much more. We are so thankful for your partnership in this listener-supported ministry. Every contribution helps us reach more and more people with the good news of the gospel. We hope you'll be with us again next time as we continue this study of the life of Noah. You'll see that while you may experience ridicule for your faith, just as Noah did for his, if you stand strong and show God's grace through your life, you can have a powerful impact on others' hearts. Here's Raul with a closing comment. I think that as we study and we pray and we seek the Lord to see what He wants to do, that we would all be that group of people that will go to heaven together. To be with him forever and ever, to come back at the second coming with Jesus Christ. And if you have anyone in your family that is not walking with the Lord, doesn't know the Lord, don't give up. Don't give up. Pray for them. Love them. Forgive them. Forgive them for whatever they've done to you. Don't split the families. Gather families together. And we as believers need to be good examples so that our children, our grandchildren, those that we work with, those that we know may be able to see Jesus in our lives and they can say what he has, what she has, I want in my life. And it'll happen within God's perfect time. This program is sponsored by Somebody Loves You Radio in Diamond Bar, California.